Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kikados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We'll release an episode for you every Monday morning, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of your favorite cocktail creations. Hey everyone, in place of a cocktail this week, we just wanted to say congratulations to the whole Superdog family because they made the cover of Bon Appetit magazine and just retained their title as Best Hot Dog in Chicago with Chicago Reader. I mean, come on, so slay. Lisa and Don, thank you so much for letting us share your story. Like truly, it is such a privilege. Uh, And we really relished the opportunity to get to know you all. Uh, This is a true Chicago icon. Like, this is it. This is the food place. This is, like, the one and only, the classic. Uh, And we just wanted to say thank you for what you do and for sticking with it all these years. Uh, And, yeah, so everybody, grab your super dog or pull up into the drive-in, press play, and enjoy this week's conversation with Superdog. Welcome back. Happy New Year. And right now we are in the deep freeze Chicago. So we hope that you are staying warm and that you are warming up with some delicious food. I feel like coming off the holidays, Ioana and I, we talked about food a lot in our November, December episodes. So we thought we would keep that theme going into the new year. And we are super dog delighted to have Chicago's famous super dog team on the show If you know Chicago, you're familiar with the food scene, or you've been, you've heard of this famous joint. They are celebrating 75 years of hot dogging, and the family-owned drive-in, which is located at Devon, Nagel, and Milwaukee, remains a quality classic on the Chicago food scene with its iconic blue tower, its signature recipe, and I actually just went the other week and I got a chicken sandwich, and it was so, so good. So they're really, there's something to love for everybody on the menu at this experiential joint And the family itself is here to talk foodie history and what you can expect in 2024 at a visit to one of their two Chicagoland locations. Superdog, welcome to- Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thrilled to be be talking to you. There are three of you on with us today. The whole uh, crew is here. So- Before we start, so people know the voices that they're hearing, why don't you just take us through and introduce yourselves and kind of what role that you hold at Superdog. I'm Scott Berman. I'm the oldest brother, um, first son of my mom and dad, Maury and Flory. And now I'll go to my sister. Hi, I'm Lisa Drucker. And Scott and I and my husband, who's about to introduce himself, we are the co-owners, second generation of Superdog Drive-In. And I'm Don Drucker, Lisa's husband, Scott's brother-in-law, and uh, do kind of the daily operations of the business. 
Sweet. It is a whole family affair. I feel like it's a good and her mom and dad and her mom and dad always liked to identify themselves as owner operators. So they didn't like, even though we're a corporation, they didn't want to be just corporate titled people. They were owner operators and we proudly are also. Well, I like that. And I when we were scheduling the interview, I the I know the availability that you gave us went until like <laughs> 2 a.m. And I was like, oh yeah, they're definitely yeah. owning and operating the business. <laughs> <laughs> we don't oh, we don't close until one in the morning in wow. Chicago, and so by the time they close and we get kind of the counts and everything, we have to get ready for the next day, and uh, it's often two, three, four in the morning before we call it a day. Uh-huh. We open at eleven, and so Scott and I, having been raised in the business, and Don. Don has modified himself over the last 35 <laughs> years. We come from a very late household as children. We raised our own children that way, where our days don't start early in the morning. Our day, our, our restaurants open at 11. Yes, there's prep to do prior, but they do run. Our Chicago location, as Don said, is open till one. Our, we, our suburban location closes a bit earlier, closes at nine. Suburban people don't stay up as late, um, <laughs> but maybe they stay up, but they don't go out as late. I should say. True. Um, so we are a yes, we are a late night, twenty four seven operation. But people say, when do you sleep? We sleep in that middle of the night, early morning hour. It's the best time to sleep, I think. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great schedule. Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, your parents a couple of times. Uh, so the first thing that Iwana and I wanted to hear about, and I'm sure. Um, not everybody that goes to Superdog uh, has heard the story, but just take us back. Uh, you've been in business 75 years. Take us all the way back to kind of the founding and creation of Superdog. Just tell us that that magical story about, you know, what and why and how it all came to be. And then uh, just walk us kind of through to where we are today. Our mother and father, mom and dad, Maury Berman and Flory Berman. And yes, her name is really Florence. And my dad always called her Flory. They were two grade schools in Albany Park, Chicago, and they met at high school, Von Steuben High School, where early on in their lives as sophomores at high school, they became high school sweethearts and went to prom together. And um, they were a, a thing all the way through high school. Um, my dad went off to World War II, fought in the Battle of the Bulge, came back, and in 1947, married his high school sweetheart, my mom, and they were married now in 1947, and they were students at Northwestern University. Uh, my mother to be a teacher, my father to be a CPA, an accountant. Uh, they then said, well, the GI Bill will pay for some of our housing and some of our schooling, but not enough. So we need a part-time job. That part-time job was summers only, um, spring, summer, early fall at Superdog to earn enough money to put themselves through school at Northwestern. Um, they happily opened the Superdog statues on the roof, which are behind you in one of the pictures. Uh, they went up 10 days before we opened in May of 1948, and they've been up ever since. They only come down once every 25 or 30 years for a new coat. <laughs> um, and they are the same Superdogs made out of paper mache around a chicken wire frame. Wow. Wrapped, wow. Wrapped a plastic material. Um, I was born in 1950. My parents graduated from Northwestern. My dad became a CPA, my mother a teacher, and they said, this is more fun than teaching and accounting. And they then went on forever to be super dog and not accountants and teachers. So the origin is really as a part-time student job 
which then led into this wonderful future. And what I like to talk about is the, they were very, they were young. They were 21. It's hard to believe when we say that. 21 <laughs> Because we think about 21 and 20. Yeah. I'm not saying that all oh 21 God. and 22-year-olds no, now don't have that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mm -hmm. spirit. But our parents were young. They were 21, 21 and a half years old, newlyweds. And as Scott said, a part-time job, there were these GI wagons that were opening. Um, returning GIs after World War II, were, everybody was looking for something to do and ways to make some money. But what really fascinates me when I think about it is they, neither of them came from a restaurant background. My dad's family had been, was it, they were business people, but neither, neither was in the restaurant business. My dad's family was in the hardware business. My mother's family was in the liquor business. And, but their ingenuity, their, um, their, 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 their determination. determination was let's do this. Let's be like the other GIs, returning GIs, just starting families. But they didn't open. Our dad was, did not open just a regular GI wagon, just like a little cart, as many people were doing in the mid late forties. He opened a little bit more of a permanent structure, a little bit more, but knowing it was only gonna be open as Scott said for the summers. So the fact that the figures, we, we don't call them hot dogs. The figures were on the roof since day one, always had car hop service. It wasn't just a walk up. Drive-ins were prevalent in Chicago in the, late 40s so I said well we're going to have a drive-in like others and we're going to have a walk-up counter so that counter which i'm looking Aaron, at your photo over your shoulder on milwaukee avenue was always there so that people could walk up we're across the street from a large forest preserve uh caldwell woods the thought was perhaps people would be taking the streetcar would get off pick up superdog and go across the street on their way to a picnic or vice versa come across from the picnic so we talk about the origins. It was a desire and it was a desire to do something a little bit different and a little bit better than everybody else. And at the edge of the city, where, the, where as you described, right. walking about a Nagel is the very edge of the city where Chicago butts up to Park Ridge and Niles and Morton Grove. And as that was the case, and GIs were coming back from the war and now being able to get cars and gas because rationing was no longer a thing, they... My parents thought that they would, people would get in their cars and drive to the very edge of the city, Milwaukee, Devon, and Nagel. And that's why they would go to the woods and the swimming pool and the toboggan slides. It was all part of their idea of driving out. And then, of course, driving works in naturally with that, with car hops that the people would now be in their cars that they weren't entitled to, they didn't have during the war. And there was no air, the air conditioning was very new. So automobiles didn't have air conditioning. Most people didn't have air conditioning in their homes yet. So it was a way in the summer to kind of escape a little bit and get a little breeze, hot breeze coming in the car. I love it. Two other things I want to know about. Uh, you mentioned the car hop element, um, and I know that still exists today. And it's probably a unique model of, mm -hmm. you know, a part of a business. Um, so I'd love to hear about that. And then um, I'd love to hear about uh, you know, the super dog itself, um, kind of your, the recipe, um, what sets it apart, what it's like, how you would describe it to people who maybe are, are hot dog fans. So the car hop, uh, thing still does exist. It's changed a little bit in our Chicago location because of COVID and, uh, you know, different 
things, but we still do have car hops there uh, 362 days of the year. We're closed three days, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. So we've got a little bit of a stretch before we get another day off. <laughs> um, the car hops, uh, and in our wheeling location, we have gone back to leaving trays on the car's uh, windows. In Chicago, we still do take the order through our intercom system where the car will pull up and uh, you'll press a button to order. And through our speaker system, we will uh, take your order, we'll write it down, we'll hook it to order, and um, then prepare it and the car hop will deliver it to your car. So you don't need to leave your car. And then your car becomes our dining room. Um, and then, um, when we do leave trays up and wheeling, you flip another button, car hop comes back, it takes away your tray and your garbage, um, that, you know, uh, and, and takes that away. As far as the super dog itself, that's our signature sandwich. It's what we're world famous for. Um, it's bigger than most dogs that you find around the city has a certain flavor profile uh, to it that is unique to us. It's our recipe. Uh, you can't get it anywhere else in the city or anywhere else anywhere other than Superdog Chicago or Superdog and Wheeling. It's also the whole package. It comes in a box with our uh, fresh cut, never frozen, crinkle cut on all four sides, super fries. And that whole package comes in a box, and that whole package is what really makes it a super dog. And it's prepared in a traditional uh, Chicago style with the golden mustard, the bright neon green relish, the chopped white onions, the pickle spear. Um, most places in Chicago will use a red tomato. Um, Maury wanted to be unique and decided that it shouldn't be a red tomato. It should be he liked pickled green tomatoes. And so we have pickled green tomatoes instead. And then if you like, we have the hot sport peppers. Um, again, with uh, Chicago uh, style, oftentimes in other places, you'll find uh, that they use celery salt. We do not. We find it to be kind of overpowering um to the flavor uh and we'd rather have you taste the special recipe super dog than a bunch of celery salt two, two quick two quick historical notes um we always had car op service from day one but in the early days there was not an electronic ordering system so people would pull up and they knew this from other drive-ins and from super dog they would flash their lights to have car hop service the car <laughs> Oh my God. Go in with, <laughs> and then they would flash their lights again when they wanted a tray pickup. So that system was enhanced in the 1950s when electronic ordering systems came to be. We were one of the first in the country where we hard pipe wired our ordering system, our intercom from the speaker back to the building. So that's one thing I wanted to mention that we are state of the art in terms of that good communication. <laughs> between the customer and our switchboard tower. That is the blue tower behind you. That is the switchboard tower to resemble the control tower at an airport. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is the boxes down that everything is served in. My parents always wanted to be a little different, even if they were going to be summers only, and even if they were going to go on and do something else, which they didn't do. Um, so instead of wrapping it in wax paper, as other hot dog joints around the country did, and in Chicago, they wanted theirs to be different. So they, from day one, they created a box. And in this box was your super dog and your super fries contentedly cushioned. And it says that on the box. So not only was the box a vehicle to get the food from the kitchen to the car, but also it traveled well. And they designed this box, really brilliantly designed the box. So it fit in bags and went, it was very good for carry out. Um, also, because they like branding, as you can see with the neon in the building behind you, and they put neon in the building right away. Uh, they like that bright flashy light. They put their branded message all over the box. The top, yeah. the back side, even every part of even the flaps, every part of the box has some message on it about the super dog, what's inside, um, what else you can get on the menu, Sundays and other things. So the box is an important part of our business. And the one condiment that you notice no one has mentioned <laughs> is we know that is ketchup. Yeah. Never put mm -hmm. ketchup on a Chicago hot dog. Do we, we have <laughs> right? We have ketchup, and that's for the fries because it's <laughs> common to dip your French fry in ketchup, but never ever put ketchup <laughs> on a Chicago hot dog or on a super dog. That's going to be the title of the episode. I know. I was going to say <laughs> it's very controversial, and people get Correct. very upset. <laughs> I, I I went to Superdog the other week, and I like that you all kind of mentioned uh, the the package. Literally, is like it's the whole package, um, and I found that I felt um, you know getting this. I mean, the box is gorgeous, first off. And anybody out there who's like younger and loves like Instagrammable moments, Superdog <laughs> yes. is it. That's all the boxes. Yeah. Uh, but like opening this fun, warm, like colorful box and then having like the warm sandwich and the fries, it, it felt like, I felt like I was a kid again, like <laughs> this like box of happiness. It kind of brought me back to, it, it made me feel nostalgic. I don't know why. Yeah. But I love the fact moment. that you mentioned Instagrammable because as we know, Instagram's relatively new. We were so ahead of our time. <laughs> and that's so cool. So we started in 1948. We really haven't changed anything. Don and I were just talking the other day, menu items. I think we've added, I think we counted like four menu items uh -huh. over the last 75 years. Yeah. Um, and so so the world has changed around us. Our neighborhood has changed, there's things built. There were when we were at the edge, as Scott said, we were the edge of the city. It was prairie all around us. And now it's a residential neighborhood and there's a commercial shopping strip across the street. But so the world has changed, and now there's Instagram. But we have not changed. And I think that's, for me, that's really cool. We're still the same food, well, same family, same product, same packaging as we just talked about, doing it the same way for 75 years. Yeah, Instagram has come about now. So people can, you know, post photos of their super dog experience. Their social, you know, people can tweet about us. But that's what's to me is also pretty cool. We've remained the same. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. And that's you know, Elon and I were talking before <laughs> about Superdog and like how many times we've gone and driven past it. Um, 
and it it stands out in that sense like you can tell that it is you don't you don't of course things change over time and you know you make adjustments and tweak things here or there but I think the the core of what Superdog is and offers has not changed and that is unique in a in a market like this especially the food market um, and we've talked with other other food folks we've had on the show there's uh you know an increasing amount of of sameness and you know everybody merges and things get you know cut um but we really like superdog because it kind of sticks to it sticks to the origin story um mm-hmm. and kind of what you offer and that's really nice to have especially in chicago a, a city yeah. so known for I think that goes to the fact that, you know, we haven't changed our philosophy and that philosophy is what was passed down to Scott and to Lisa and to myself and uh, Scott's daughter, who's our general manager in Wheeling, and then to all of our staff, because we're there the same as Maury and Flo were there all the time. They had a philosophy. They passed that philosophy down to us and it keeps getting passed down and watched over and so that's why we don't change we'd rather do a few things really well than a lot of things and not so well Um, but that philosophy of consistency and customer service and quality um, is really what we live and breathe and we talked about the sameness and how you could go there 20 years ago or come to us today and it's it's the same building in 2010 we're just about to celebrate our 14th anniversary we opened our second location in wheeling same street we like milwaukee avenue our dad like milwaukee <laughs> avenue so we stayed on the same street and we went i do things by minutes not miles but we went about 23 minutes north of our original location and there was, we had a tremendous amount of attention to detail. So building a 1948 building in 2010 in a different location, but remaining true to our, our, our brand, our building, so that the visitor who comes to that location, to our suburban location, doesn't feel like you just got a, you know, a run-of-the-mill suburban experience. We really wanted to take a piece of Milwaukee and Devon and move it north. So even details down to the brick, the special brick that we used when we built Superdog Chicago, we replicated that when we built Superdog Wheeling, the figures on the roof, everything had to be scaled a little different just because the property is different, but we really, we really feel it. It's the, the trueness, the sameness. And as I think one of you said, keeping it so that you can come at any time and not feel like it's a throwback, but feel like you haven't been away. Also, our mom and dad, our mom and dad taught that each customer experience is unique. Every customer comes expecting his or her own experience or with their family. So we in, we imbue that with our staff, and they then treat every super dog they make lovingly. And they really do. It's not just a slogan but they really do lovingly prepare each super dog, serving it to each customer, thinking to themselves, oh, this customer is having this unique super dog. Otherwise, um, you might get into a factory, into a into an assembly line procedure, which they do not have. We do not have, our parents did not have, and our staff do not have. 
they they make each super large for each customer individually. And then the box, which is this beautiful container, we indicate on the box by circles and X's what's on or what's not on that sandwich uniquely made for that customer. Yeah. Love that. I, I felt yeah. that when I went. Yeah, I was gonna say you can feel you can really feel the love and passion behind it. And I feel like we are such big family people and to see a family so connected and still being able to maintain a business that your parents created. I mean, my parents are my best friends. So oh. this is like super, yeah, it's super special. Um, I'm interested to know if you guys could share um, just some a brief favorite memory um, from your time at Superdog, whether it's um, like a favorite customer, a sentimental moment, um, anything that really stands out to you. I'll start. We don't have a favorite customer. <laughs> yeah. Favorites. Every customer is our favorite. Yeah. So I'm not. So I think for me, and we each have different experiences being coming in at different times, just in terms of age, <laughs> my probably a fondest, sweetest, well, I've got a couple sweetest memories is coming as a child, um, five years old, four years old, six years old with our parents and being there, my mom used to always say that that's where I learned to tell, learned my letters and numbers um, because our parking lot system was devised. Now it's purely numeric, but prior to that, it was an alphanumeric system. Every space, guys, you should know when you pull in, we know what space you're in. So like we know that you're in space 22 or 24 and where that is. So my mom used to tell the story that because I was there as a child, I learned my letters and numbers. I think another personal experience that I have that I've tried to share with my now spouse and adult children is after college, I came back to Superdog. I came home. I went to the U of I in Champaign and came home to Chicago, came back to Chicago and began working full time. And the customer interaction for me and the employee interaction, although it was something that I was raised with, really, I want to say, kind of moved me from young adulthood into adulthood in terms of being who I am now. And I, for me, that was a very formative experience. You don't realize it when you're undergoing it. But when, yes, you, yes. But when you look back and you go, oh, I used to be like that. And now I'm like that. For me, that's a credit to Superdog. So I think those, that's why I said, I'll, those are my experiences. I have, I have two experiences. One <laughs> as a child, um, being tall enough and old enough at about eight years old to reach the pop machine. That was a, <laughs> oh, yes. Not only could I have unlimited pop every minute that I wanted, but I could actually work a little bit. So when they were calling Coca Pair, Diet Coke One, um, I could then draw those drinks, we call them drawing the drinks, and put them up on the counter. So that was my eight-year-old memory. Um, as an adult, I have a memory. When we built Wheeling, which is now 14 years old, we started building it 16, 17 years ago. All of that design that went into Wheeling that Lisa reflected on that goes back to the types of bricks and the type of building, that all went to the engineering brilliance of my mom and dad, not only in Wheeling, but originally in Chicago. So it caused us all to evaluate something that we had always known was there. Um, the steam table, the triangular steam table, which is unique on the inside of our kitchen. The layout, the food flow, the way the food moved through the kitchen from the order to the grill back out to the customer. 
All of those things were engineering brilliance of my parents in the 40s and 50s that then we had to try to replicate for Wheeling. And we did. And that was a sitting around tables over and over and over. My mom and dad, Lisa, Don, me, my daughter, Laura, we were all together re-engineering, back, backing into the engineering that my parents had brilliantly done and now bringing it forward into the modern age. So that was really a fun experience to do all that together. I would say, you know, I've got a couple of, you know, thoughts. One is, you know, as Lisa said, she grew up there. We have uh, twins and they grew up there. Um, and now they work in the business as well. They, um, our son works in the kitchen and he also car hops. Um, our daughter car hops, but they also have, you know, like, real jobs during the day but they really look forward to helping us and working there and you know using their real jobs uh in superdog as well my son's a data analyst and and you know helps with that our daughter does uh you know social media and stuff so she helps with that um and then the other kind of thing that is uh, impactful to me is that, you know, we just think we just go to work every day. And so every day being there is special, being around the staff, talking to the customers, making sandwiches and stuff. But as we said, as we were kind of greeting each other, you know, that we have on Superdog uh, logoed shirts and, and things and that were well printed and we said we wear them because we're always at work. And when we're not at work, we're, you know, we may stop someplace to or from work. And, you know, people stop us and they say, oh, Superdog, you know, I love that place. I grew up right there. They always say it's the most popular, popular, populated corner in the city of Chicago. I grew up at Milwaukee and Devon. Um, and all of that is just very humbling to us because we just get up every day and, you know, like you get up and go to work and do podcasts and, you know, then podcasts reach out to us or, you know, other other medias uh, reach out to us. We're just there going to work every day. So that's that's a unique memory experience and very humbling to us. Beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love that. Sweet. Wow. We, we, have you guys written a book about Superdog? I feel like this should mm. be a book. <laughs> We're too busy making sandwiches. <laughs> it should be. It should be. Maybe one day one of us will. Or all, all right. We end every episode with rapid fire. So I think we have five or six mm -hmm. questions. Um, you can all answer. One of you can answer. Um, whoever kind of wants to jump in and, and we don't have buzzers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will do the first question. Is there anything specifically that you want to shout out or that you are looking forward to at Superdog in the rest of 2024? I think just, you know, we'd love to serve anybody who would want to come and see us in 2024 uh, and experience Superdog if you haven't already. Um, and if you have, 
welcome back. As our packaging site states, I'm doing my darndest to serve every customer in a manner that wants that wants you to bring your come back and bring your friends with you. So that's our wish for 24. Beautiful. I love it. The last time I went, I did go with my friends. So okay, great. <laughs> that's good. That meant that meant that the time prior we did our job. Yep, exactly. Yep. And, okay. And we and and we like we like being open as many hours as we are, 100 hours a week. Um, and serving customers of all types, all times of day and night. So that's something I would look forward to again in 24 is that we get the lunch crowd, we get the family crowd, we get the late night guys riding around in still hot rod kind of cars and motorcycles. <laughs> all of that is great. So we like all of that different service throughout the day. I love it. We'll have to try to experience the every hour, different hours of the day. Stay all day and all night. Yeah, you'll feel it. Okay, favorite topping on your hot dog? We don't super, have hot dogs. We have super dog. Yes, yeah, super dog. <laughs> I'm an everything person, so I don't have a favorite. I'm a, I love mustard. So, so I'm I'm an everything person. I'm a mustard relish, onion pickle, green pickled tomato. Sometimes hot peppers, depending on where I'm going afterwards. But I'm an I'm an everything person. I like pickles and peppers, so I can taste the dog. I don't want the extra condiments that everybody else loves. I just want the base, the great basic super dog bun, pickle, and hot peppers. I'm an everything kind of guy as well. No peppers for him. No peppers. <laughs> same, same, same. Um, what is one thing people don't know about Superdog? Many people don't know that we really do buy thousands of pounds of potatoes every day, week, month from Idaho, from farms in, in the West. We bring them into Chicago, a real potato. We peel and cut them ourselves. We peel them in a batch peeler. We cut them on a special machine that my dad designed that has a four-sided, as Lisa said, um, rectangular crinkle cut and that then is a and then not only all of that but that we lovingly take each cut potato we blanch it in oil we hang it on a blanch rack for a little bit so it cooks to the center and then we finish it so it's crispy on the outside soft delicious potato on the inside most people just think oh this is a delicious potato but they don't know how much love went into bringing it transporting it peeling it cutting it blanching it finishing it and I think the the sometimes the, the sometimes person might not know, or maybe even the regular person, that the super dog itself is made for us. There's lots. Chicago's famous for hot dogs. There's lots of hot dog places. We all yeah. know that. And they might think we're different. They might they they come. They get. There's something different, but they might not get part of what it is we talked about the packaging we talked about the passion all that is true but the actual super dog that you're eating you're not you cannot get that anywhere else and i'm not sure if everyone realizes that yeah i didn't i didn't know it until i researched for the episode and i was like oh, okay that yeah, makes that's sense. Right. That makes sense. right so i think that's something that not everyone knows i, I would agree with that and i would say too that you know, oftentimes people say, oh, you know, Superdog, you know, expensive. And, but they don't realize 
and then they compare it to someplace else, they don't realize it's bigger. It's made for us. It comes with fries. And by the time you go someplace else, you're getting a smaller dog. You have to add your fries in, and then you're back at pretty much the same price. So I think that people don't really realize that it is made for us. You can't get it anywhere else. And that it comes packaged with the fries. And so cost-wise, if you compare it, you might not be making apples to apples. And you said we could add more than one thing. We we keep talking about super dog. That's the super dog, Bob, the super dog that's our namesake. And But some people may not know that everything else on our menu is delicious. And I know, Aaron, you mentioned when we were first saying hello today that you had recently been and tried a super chick sandwich. We mm -hmm. have, I like to say all of our food is really good. So <laughs> we have super burgers. We have super cheesies. That's a super burger to which we add cheese. We have whooper burgers, which are two super burgers. And we have put together on one bun. We don't use that other word that some places use. <laughs> double. And we have a whooper cheesy, which are two super cheesies put together. We also have a fish, super fish sandwich and a super chick sandwich. Our menu is pretty limited, but everything we have has the same love, passion, taste, you know, finesse that the super dog has. So some people have been coming for their whole lives and they've only ordered a super dog. And then they, one day they order a super cheesy and it's like life has changed for them. Um, so that might be another little known fact. Yeah. That's what ordering the, the chicken sandwich was like, I was like, you know, you oh, everywhere has a chicken sandwich of some sort on the menu. And I was like, oh, like, I wonder what, how is it going to be dressed? What is it? Is it going to be, you know, it's going to have a sauce. What's the bun going to be like? And it was so, so, so good. So I was very impressed. Yeah. So that's why I think that's another thing that people don't always get. Love that. Sweet. Okay, the one one more quick thing. The, oh, taste yeah. profile, the taste profile of everything we have is something that we all sat around and designed as family. Um, mom and dad in the early days, and then all of us later. So as you described the chicken sandwich, every single item from the sauce to the char broiling to the type of chicken to the bun, which is an onion roll, um, all of those things were designed by all of us sitting around, no different than the steam table in Wheeling or the bricks. I could tell because the on the menu itself, like the description of the sandwich, it you know it specifically named the type of bun. It specifically described the. I think it. I can't remember what the exact sauce. It was like a barbecue sauce, I think, but it was not just barbecue sauce. It had like a specific something in it, and then there was like peppers or something on it, but it was very specific. And I was like, oh, this is like a crafted chicken sandwich, yeah. not just a chicken sandwich. Grilled right. onions. Try it with cheese. If you didn't try it, try it with cheese. It's really good that way. <laughs> we yeah. offer that. But I, if you didn't pick, if you didn't choose it that way, next time you come, try it with cheese. It's really good. I will do that. The favorite of mine. <laughs> okay. One new thing you would add to the menu. Nothing. <laughs> like I said before, we do a few things really well and we stick to it. Um, you know, the more things you add, you're getting into that jack of all trades, good at none territory. We added a whoop, our whoopski dog, which is our version of a Polish Romanian Hungarian sausage. It was a 
something my dad had wanted to put on. We added that about, we think somewhere between 35 and 40 years ago. It's new. And so that's kind of new. And then the super chick, Aaron, that we just talked about, that was probably added about 30-ish years ago, 25 oh, to 30 wow. years ago, when there became, I don't want to say a chicken rage, but more and more yeah. of the the national fast food chains began adding a chicken sandwich. And the last thing we added was the chicken midges. And that was because our kids were born and we were going <laughs> to like McDonald's and getting nuggets and said, well, that's stupid. We own a restaurant. So those are chicken tenders, which is really an homage. Really, we started them as a kid-friendly mm -hmm. option. We sell a lot of them to adults. I think our menu says yeah. for the kid and all of us. It's not a uh -huh. kid thing. That's so, our favorite food. In, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So in so those were like our kids are 28 and a half. So they were at maybe like 25, 26 years ago. So we we really do we try and adhere to the, I think Don or Scott said, if you're doing one thing, do it really well. And don't don't spread yourself so thin that you're doing a lot of things okay. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. But we really tr try and pry, really do adhere to. We have four flavors of shakes. It's the same four flavors we've had since 1948. We have a double rich chocolate, a mellow vanilla. We have a strawberry with real hunks of strawberry and a pineapple with hunks of pineapple. Our malts are made with malt powder, which is, you don't find, it's not a malt syrup, it's a malt powder. So I, I describe it to customers as like the inside of a malted milk ball, to which customers go, huh, what's that? So <laughs> if you know a malt, we, yeah. well, that malt powder makes the difference. Yeah. I've learned through my kids, actually, my daughter will say like a Whopper, like what you get at the mm -hmm. movie theater. So we really, not just being old fashioned, we are, the our products are really good and we're passionate about them. So rather than copying or trying to go with a trend, really say if you're coming to us you're coming for unique coming for unique super dog i should say not sweet <laughs> and one more quick thing we did we do have a collaboration with a craft brewer in chicago lake effect brewery that makes three beers um for us uh they will sell them otherwise too with our packaging on super dog packaging so there are three types of beer that again, we sat around as a family, all 14 of us, tasting different beers with Superdog, with Whoopsie Dog, and deciding what was the best beer, what was the best taste. And we sell that at a Wheeling location. So that's the newest possibly um, introduction of a product and very popular with customers. And uh, they like our cans with our labels on them, but they also like the, the taste of these different um, beers, three different kinds with different um, sandwiches. Well, you transitioned to our final <laughs> rapid fire question, uh, bringing up the beer. We are a cocktail hour themed podcast. So do you all have a favorite <laughs> cocktail beverage or non-alcoholic beverage of choice? Chocolate malts, if I get to pick a non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage of choice. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Mine is a Rob Roy. My father-in-law um, was an old time Rob Roy drinker from Wisconsin. And that's what became my cocktail of choice. Scotch and sweet vermouth, sometimes called a Scotch Manhattan. Many people don't know what that is and don't know how to make it. 
sometimes I'll have to tell the bartender, but I, I sweet and I say sweet Rob Roy um, so that they're sure to bake it sweet vermouth and not dry vermouth. <laughs> yes, big <laughs> difference. <laughs> I'm just I, because Lisa and I were in an auto, automobile accident 30 years ago, hit by a drunk driver. I don't, I hate, I didn't drink before and I don't drink now. So I'll have Diet Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've been talking. We're like, <laughs> we're not really big drinkers. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, both, we're both nearing 30. We're like, yeah, we brand the podcast because like, yeah. We, don't we drink, drink soda. Milk. We drink <laughs> other things. Milkshakes, sparkling yeah, water. Exactly. So, right. Yeah, so we respect that fully. I love it. Okay. Well, you survived rapid fire. Mm -hmm. So last but not least, tell everybody where they can find your two locations, where they can check out the menu online, and how they can follow you on social media. Our original location is at Milwaukee, Devon, and Nagel, 6400 North, 6400 West, coincidentally. So it makes the direct 45 degree angle out of the loop. It's only about a 25, 20 minute ride out of the loop in good traffic. And then directly north of that, just 12 more miles up Milwaukee Avenue, same street. My dad and mom had a, had a love for Milwaukee Avenue in Wheeling, 333 South Milwaukee in Wheeling, which is just south of Dundee, just north of the old Pelwaukee Airport. So two locations, both on Milwaukee Avenue, one at the far northern edge of Chicago, one just 12 miles north of there. Our website is superdog, S-U-P-E-R-D-A-W-G.com. And if you go to our website, you'll find all kinds of fun stuff like a history, our menus, some old time photos, directions, and our super souvenir shop where you can buy swag. Lots of merchandise. Yay. <laughs> Where do we buy the merch? <laughs> buy them. You can buy the merch at either of the restaurants or you can buy it online and we're happy to ship it to you anywhere. All right. Well, in about five minutes, I'm yeah. going to have to my cart. So there we go. All right. And we're on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or X, <laughs> formerly <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, you can connect to them through our website through those links yeah and definitely follow them because mm -hmm. uh, you just you need more food in your feed <laughs> that's my goal for 2024 yes. <laughs> all right you. scott lisa don't thank you thank so you it was a lot of fun taking some time we will see you at Superdog soon mm -hmm. and stay warm out there Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our themed cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow our podcasting adventures on Instagram at sipwithme underscore. 